Please, um, please turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs 3. We have been um, taking a few weeks uh, at the beginning of the year here to look at some of our favorite Bible verses. And uh, thank you, a big thank you to all of you who sent them in and emailed them to me this week. My inbox looks like a hall of fame of uh, Bible verses. And uh, over 200 verses uh, you sent in, so we'll take one week uh, for each verse. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, my devotions this week, frankly, was just uh, looking up and, and reading uh, all of those verses, uh, a few each day. So thank you for that. There was um, one passage in particular that um, jumped out for me to share with you this week. Uh, several people included it on their list. I, I'm guessing you'll recognize it. Uh, um, you probably guessed already it's from Proverbs chapter 3. And it's Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 and it goes like this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Does that sound familiar uh, to a lot of us this morning? Um, as always... Uh, it's helpful to put verses uh, in their context. If there's one thing um, I've taught you over the years, I hope it's that. Um, look at a context of a text um, to see if we can find uh, more deeply what God's trying to communicate, uh, what the author is trying to say. So I dove into the text of uh, the context of this famous passage. I, I discovered that our little two-verse couplet here is a part of a much longer section in Proverbs. Really part of a longer section of Proverbs chapters 1 through 9 in which the setting is a father talking to his son and giving him advice. A very intimate picture. The setting is, is dad. Uh, taking his child uh, up on his lap, putting his arm around him, smiling at us, and giving us, boy, his best advice on how to do this life thing. In fact, uh, in those first nine, nine chapters, there are uh, ten fatherly advice sections, and our passage this morning is in the middle of the third of those ten sections, and that third one is the first 20 verses of uh, Proverbs chapter 3. And in uh, this third father-to-son talk, we find the father teaching his son six important commands. You can see them there on the screen. And, and as you see, uh, with each command, the father tells his son what will happen. The result will be as a free gift of grace from God. This is what will happen. This is what God will graciously give us if we follow his advice in those commands. Now, if I, if I were to give a title to this third father and son talk here in the first half of Proverbs 3, I would call it something like this. Wisdom leads to a proper relationship with God. Or a bit shorter, a proper relationship with God. And frankly, if you want an even shorter title, I'd call it Love God. Because all six commands, 
all six pieces of the Father's advice and, and the results following them is, is all about keeping our relationship with God. Or another way, they're all about how it is that we love God. So our verse this morning, our couplet, is, is one of those pieces of advice. Let's dive into the verse for a few minutes. Uh, join me. Let's climb up on uh, Dad's lap. Not literally right now if your dad's here, but our fatherly, our heavenly father's lap. And let's listen to what he has to say uh, more about uh, how it is we're to love him. And he begins with this in our verse, trust in the Lord. And right away, I, uh, we remember, I hope, that uh, whenever we see Lord in all capital letters like that, it, it's the English single that the, the Hebrew behind it is God's deeply personal, intimate name, Yahweh, or Yahweh. Um, God uses that name in particular um, as a tender, intimate expression of himself to his people. And that's the setting where indeed in God's loving arms as he speaks tenderly to us. Trust in Yahweh. Trust in your intimate Father. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, he says next. And man, as soon as with all your heart is out, uh, if we were a Hebrew at the time of Solomon when he wrote this, or you ask any Jewish person today, when we, uh, we hear the phrase, with all your heart, immediately what great commandment comes to mind. In fact, it's the commandment that Jesus confirmed is the greatest commandment of them all. Love God with all your heart. A shortened version or a nod toward a, a summary of that great expression that uh, Hebrews, Jews today still call Shema because that's the Hebrew word for hear. If you're going to hear and do and listen to one thing, hear this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And so immediately again in context we have Yahweh. We're on Dad's lap. And if that's not a close enough intimate setting, uh, God borrows a, 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 another picture. Because the picture of uh, loving God with all our heart, Israel first heard that at Sinai. After God had graciously delivered them from slavery and in fact uh, the metaphor at Sinai is that of a wedding a marriage where he in covenant took Israel as his bride and the wedding vows if you will that we give to God that Israel gave to God in response to God's gracious gift of covenant relationship with him our wedding vows to God is to love him with all our heart with all our soul with all our might so we're indeed in God's loving arms as he speaks tenderly to us in this passage. Trust in the Lord uh, with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And boy, in a, in a book that really applauds the virtue of wisdom, the line of don't rely on your own wisdom really jumps out. And, and it doesn't mean we're not supposed to think as best we can using God's gift of reason that he graciously gives us. But it does mean that we put that, however, wonderful gift of reason in her place. And that place is underneath God's wisdom. His wisdom is greater than ours. And so when those times come, 
When we know what the Lord wants of us, we know. But it doesn't make complete sense to us yet. Or, well, we certainly wouldn't do it that way. I better listen to the Lord more because this doesn't make sense to me. Or, or how about this one? Hey, Adam, that uh, apple on the tree looks really good to eat. Don't you think so too? When those times happen, when God's wisdom comes into conflict with our limited understanding of things, leaning not on our own understanding means that we nevertheless follow God's instruction because we trust him. We trust that his wisdom, his way is better and over ours, especially when ours is suggesting something different to us, which it tends to do from time to time, doesn't it? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on, on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And that word uh, acknowledge is uh, the subject of much debate in the commentaries on this verse. What does it mean to acknowledge God? The most recent um, NIV translation is very helpful here. It translates that word uh, behind acknowledge, it translates it to submit to. And that's a better feel for what the Hebrew word, uh, what uh, God is after there. Acknowledge and submit to could be a little bit different, right? I might acknowledge someone coming into the room by giving them a wave or sup, right? It's not what God's not, God's not after a sup. <laughs> submit to is much deeper, isn't it? And again, it's consistent with what we've just read in the verse. Boy, it's not my understanding. It's, uh, uh, um, uh, it, it's I'm going to trust uh, in, in, in God. And uh, his wisdom is greater than my understanding. And so in everything I do, in every way I live, I'm going to submit to that greater wisdom. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. And I'll tell you what, um, I discovered in Israel a few years ago that straight doesn't necessarily mean straight in a Hebrew uh, culture, even today. And it doesn't necessarily mean trouble-free. I was reminded, I was leading my very first Israel trip, uh, boy, some uh, 10 years ago now, and I'd been there many times before, so I felt prepared, but this is my first time leading the trip. And one huge burden that I carry on Israel with 50 feet behind me, and I'm not kidding, although this morning it got a laugh, I guess maybe it's funny, but I'm not kidding. One huge burden I carry is, oh, Lord, please don't let any of these people die on this hike. And... I'm not kidding, because the desert is severe, it's hot, if we run out of water, in that first trip especially, I'm like, I can't get lost. And this isn't like a, the Sahara Desert, where you can like, oh, I gotta go over there, because you could see, it's mountainous, it's rugged, you get turned around, it's rocky, it, and so my first trip especially, I'm like, I am, uh, boy, please, just don't let me get lost. And, and so uh, that first time especially, um, if I had any doubt about a trail, uh, I'd talk to my uh, Jewish guide, Boaz. Great name, isn't it? And I'd say, Boaz, come here. 
because I didn't want my group to know that I might not know where I'm going. <laughs> Tends to dampen morale and confidence, you know. Start to grumble and, you know, this guy know where he's going. I let, relive what Moses lived with the Israelites when he led them in the desert, right? So I go behind the bus, I, I did on one occasion. Hey, boys, remind me again. Tell me about the path to make sure I know the way. And on this one occasion I'm telling you about, Boaz told me, he, he said, don't worry, Toad. My, my... <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> the English of my word in a Hebrew accent is Toad. God humbles you in interesting ways. <laughs> I'm used to it now, but you know, the fr- why are you calling me a Toad? You know, you goat. No, I'm not. Don't worry, don't, don't worry, Toad, Boaz says. Don't worry, Toad. Trust me. It's straight. Just keep going. So, okay, straight. I can do straight. Then we got into the hike. I'm up front. There's 50 sheep behind me, spread out over a distance of a kilometer or so. And as I'm going on this trail, let me tell you something. This path is anything but what I would call straight in a million years. I've got decisions to make with the forks in the road, and there's those rocks, and there's, am I supposed to climb up that scree part? I think I remember the, and it is anything but straight. And so now I'm praying at the head of the line, marching confidently like I know where I'm going. And I'm praying at the, oh, Lord, please, don't let me lose the way. Don't let any of these people die. It's not very good marketing for the trip the following year. If somebody dies. No, I wasn't praying that. But. And um, somehow, by the grace of God, we didn't run out of water. No one died. I, <laughs> I remembered the way hours later I found Boaz in the bus where we had planned to meet. And now let me use straight in, in a way that um, I mean straight. I went straight to Boaz because I'm so relieved. And it's hot. And it, it's like, I said, Boaz, come here. He says, I said, how could you possibly tell me that that path was straight? And Boaz, this wonderful man, genuinely confused. Well, it, it is straight, he said. And I said, Straight? I had to choose so many different turns. Are you kidding me? Straight? And then he said this, and he was completely sincere, and I'll never forget it. And he said, Toad, (laughs) when I say straight, I mean that on that particular path, as long as you keep going, you will get to where you need to be. To his Jewish mind, still today, That was straight. See, God making our paths straight is making sure that we get where he needs us to go, no matter what. When we trust him with all our hearts, when we submit to him in all our ways, seeing our paths as straight means viewing the course of our lives from a bird's eye view, not, not a worm's eye view, it's been said. In other words, when we trust God, we'll eventually get where we're going, ultimately to be with the Lord forever over the course of our life, even if sometimes in life 
that path seems, at a worm's eye view, seems in our own understanding to be anything but straight. A a Portuguese proverb of all things that uh, I came across this week captures this well. It goes like this. God often writes straight in crooked lines. Another brief illustration um, uh, for you high school uh, guys and gals, and for many of us too when we were in high school. Do you remember that time? Remember that time in high school when um, your girlfriend or, or boyfriend broke up with you? It happened to me a lot. <laughs> but you remember that time where there was a painful break? You thought, you thought life itself was coming to an end? You ever been there? And it was so painful, and you think, how, how can pain uh, be God? How can that be part of a straight path? But then you meet the one after the breakup. And then one day I met Jill. And suddenly, when you couldn't see it from your worm's eye view, you see it now, I see it now, man, God took me straight to Jill, who I should be with, and who he wants me with, and who I need the most. See, I think that idea of straight path and what that means Hebraically is one of the most helpful, I think, in, in, in wrestling with some of the painful things in life. When that path seems anything but straight to us, keep trusting, keep going, because eventually when we get there one day, we'll look back and see we came straight to God. Because God writes straight sometimes with crooked lines. And so trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. One P.S. for you this morning and then uh, by way of application, I'd like to share something that God's put uh, deep on my heart this week as I've been wrestling with this uh, passage. But one P.S. first. I I mentioned to you that uh, this third father-son talk we've been looking at could be called Love God, remember? The fourth father-son talk, which starts immediately in the next verse, verse 21, take a guess what title would be a great title for it. Proverbs 3 begins with the title Love God or How to Love God. Take a wild guess where Solomon moves next, Love others. Proverbs 3 has been called Solomon's commentary on Shema. And isn't it fascinating that centuries before Jesus confirmed that love others was the second greatest commandment, like the first, meaning the best way for us to love God is by loving others, that centuries before Jesus would nail that down The wisest man who ever lived caught it, interpreted Torah the correct way. Because it's too startling a coincidence that Solomon starts off with, in this fatherly or too fatherly, love God and love others. So if you ever want to meditate on what it means to love God and love others, Proverbs 3 um, is a great start. This passage um, 
This passage this week uh, um, really brought out something that uh, I've been uh, wrestling with uh, before the Lord uh, for some time. Um, about uh, how it is that uh, uh, he wants to best use me to love God and love others. And when I think of love others because of where he's put me as part of this family here, I think of you guys. And, you know, it's been seven years. Seven years ago, I was hired uh, to teach. Uh, my official, unofficial, official title is teaching pastor. And um, at the time, in, in my own understanding, and in the understanding of the elders of the church, it's like, you know what? That's your role. Um, we lead by consensus here. We'll delegate other roles to other people and pastors. We're going to help you guard your time to teach. And over the years, the church has been great at doing that. You all have been great at doing that. The elders have been great in supporting that. And I spent a lot of time in study and, and, and in sermon prep. And I thought that wise. But in the last few weeks, and it really came to a head this week, it's one reason why I chose the verse, because when I read it, uh, I, I, I teared up. In the past week especially, I think, you know what? Um, I think I'm a pretty decent teacher. But I don't think I'm a very good pastor. I don't know that I'm a very good shepherd when I'm holed up in my office and my time is dominated with simply preparing to meet with you here on a Sunday morning behind a pulpit at arm's length away with lights so bright I can't even see you. That's your cue to take them down, John. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll come down. It's really an odd thing in church, isn't it? Especially you know, with the big stage. It's like I'm up here and we're supposed to entertain and there's very little interaction. And, and I really feel call leading, uh, God calling and leading me. Um, I want to get to know more of you more. I want to know your names. I want to hear your stories and your experiences of the Lord. I need that to hold me accountable. And I need that, I think, uh, to fulfill God's call that I'm not just a teacher, but I'm also a pastor. And so um, I'm going to start showing up in places other than my office. So don't be surprised. You get home. I might be in your house. No, <laughs> No, but uh, especially in your ministries and work here around the church, uh, um, I need to do this. Um, and it's going to involve trusting God on my part, so please pray for me. Because I'm nervous already. I'm not going to be as good a teacher because I'm not going to have the time for study. But uh, God's come back and said, you know what, if you get to know your sheep a little bit better, you'll be a better teacher. But it took uh, a while. <laughs> So if you'll have me, <laughs> if you see me around, um, it's because I want to get to know you more. Why? Well, <laughs> Thanks. 
You know, and God has his timing in things. It's, small, it's no small coincidence that this all happens right around the time where we're losing a true pastor and shepherd, yes? And another thing God has brought to the fore uh, is a young man you know. His name is Nathan Harrison. You know Nathan? And, and um, you know, Nathan came uh, some time ago and said, man, I'm feeling this like burning a call in need. I, I want to teach. I want to preach. And my first response to him, are you nuts? <laughs> no. And it's, a, it's beautiful to see because I feel it too and have felt it now for over seven years, longer than that when I was teaching in a classroom. And uh, so Nathan's been up here and he, he's uh, uh, preached once in a while and you, you know, you've heard him. And one word I always think of when I hear Nathan uh, share uh, is uh, more. <laughs> and um, we're not taking him away from the youth. Uh, we wouldn't dream of doing that um, they love him and need him. And, uh, but um, Nathan and I are meeting on Tuesday, as a matter of fact, uh, with Dave Beatty, and we want to take a look at his schedule. Uh, even as he's uh, enrolling in Denver Seminary and is going to be slowly working on credentials, and we'll pray that that helps and doesn't ruin you, Nathan. <laughs> and I'm just... Uh, Man, uh, Nathan, you're a godsend at a perfect time for where God's moving in my life and my call. And uh, so you'll be seeing Nathan more. Um, in fact, he'll start a series next week for the next 10 weeks. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and we'll be doing some things together. Um, I'm just so excited about what God has in store for that. And with that time that's freed up in me, um, I want to participate more in the life of the church and be there uh, more as your pastor and what you're doing and w what you're talking about. And I want to hear about what's going on with uh, your family. And uh, So um, now I'm not going to go into everything like right away tomorrow. So, But hold me accountable in this. Uh, there's a lot going on, but uh, I'm going to make the rounds regularly until I get to know more of you more. And uh, it's time to go, but... Um, don't really have a football game to see today, do we? <laughs> Sorry. That wasn't very pastor, pastorly. Was it? Oh, the Avs played last night. Did they, did they win? Okay, never mind. Um, but I'll leave you with this. Um, as you consider that verse, trust in the Lord, uh, um, with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he'll make your path straight. What areas in your life do you need to turn over and trust in the Lord that might not quite seem that you push against with your own way of looking at things? And maybe at the beginning of the year if you still need a New Year's resolution, maybe we can resolve individually and together to take a hard look at that as who we are and what we're doing here as a community um, as a church of God, supposedly trying to reach the world for him. Um, what is it, Les Bulls, that we need to um, totally submit to God, even if it goes against our own reasoning? Because whatever that is, let's do it. Let's do it. What is it for you? 
in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your work? What is it for you? Let's pray. Father in heaven, um, thank you again for a beautiful day and for this beautiful place uh, um, called Colorado where you have uh, graciously given us to live. Father, I just, um, I just uh, continue to ask for you to give us uh, the strength to be humble, for you to uh, enable us just to fully, not partially, but with our all, let go of all of ourself, keep nothing back, let go of it all to you in trusting you, that even if or when the path seems crooked, we don't grow weary or faint or pull back but we keep going, trusting you, trusting that you'll take us to where you need us to be, ultimately together forever with you. Father, we really wish to make the most of our time that we're here in this life because it's so fleeting. Use us, use each of us, and use this church, this people of God, would you please, to impact deeply Littleton, even the world for you. Father, we love you. I just pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Would you stand, please, for benediction this morning? How about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? Although, um, I'd love for you to join me in saying it. Uh, those in the front, you can see it up there if you need. It's on the big screens as well. I'll I'll warn you, I've substituted the NIV's submit to instead of acknowledge. Those of you who have learned that verse from long ago, acknowledge just wants to come out, right? So let's, um, let's use this as uh, our blessing this morning. Let's read it together, shall we? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. In Christ Jesus' name, amen? Amen. 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 God bless you all.